This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Stacy Poehler. We are chatting with Corey McClellan from Shade Tree AV. Welcome, Corey. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited to chat. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit a little bit about your business? Yeah, so we do um, a little bit of everything in the low voltage industry from installing security cameras, doorbells, um, boosting up people's internet and Wi-Fi, running Ethernet lines to people's uh, you know, home offices and stuff like that. We also do uh, whole home audio, whole home automation, you know, kind of like smart homes. Mm-hmm. Um, we do theater systems and whole house music systems. Um, so we, we do a lot. The, pretty much the only thing we don't do in that industry is al- alarm systems. Okay. So. Got it. Got it. So, you know, how'd you get into this? Is it something you've been doing for a long time or a passion you've had? Tell us about uh, your journey. So I've been off and on in this for about 20 years. So in and out of the business and finally just, you know, working for other people, I decided to start my own business and it's just a lot of fun to do, honestly, you know, from going into a customer's house and talking to them to seeing what they're looking for and coming up with a plan and then seeing the finishing project, the finished project is just, it's fun just to see the customer's eyes light up and it's just fun to put together, honestly. Uh, I mean, once you do it a couple of times, it gets more and more fun as technology keeps advancing. There's always something new and cool coming out every year. So, you know, technology is kind of a stumbling block for a lot of people, right? You know, I think especially some older folks, maybe they, you know, the last thing they learned was how to like, you know, set a program on a VCR, right? (laughs) How do you kind of... How do you keep up with, you know, all the different technologies and, um, you know, imagine that there's a, there's a lot of learning and a lot of education that you have to do on your end to um, be able to install all this and then even just teach folks how to use it. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, a lot there's a lot of hidden costs, too, because, you know, to stay up the tech, stay up on the technology, I have to buy it. I have to try it out. I, I don't I typically don't put anything in a customer's house that I haven't tried myself. Um, if I do, I have to let them know the the risk and the rewards of it and that it's been done. I just haven't done it yet. Um, but it's a lot of training. I, I got, I try to do at least half a day or a full day of training once a week on new stuff or multiple times a month. Um, like I'm doing a training on a new automation company called Josh AI, you know, $3,000, $3,000 tra- $3, training, but it's a very fun it, what they're doing in the world with the AI and smart home and voice integration is just amazing. But I mean, you can ask, if you ask my wife, our garage is full of stuff <laughs> from <laughs> me trying stuff out, you know, and doing demos and stuff like that. Cause I, I don't feel comfortable putting something in a customer's house that I don't know is going to work solidly. So cause that just looks bad on me. Yeah, for sure. You gotta, you gotta try it out yourself. Yes. Yeah. So what have been some of the challenges and hurdles you've had since kind of starting your own business? Oh, well, the hardest part was just uh, honestly quitting a full-time job with a steady income with a wife and three kids. 
and taking that big jump, obviously, uh, that's a big gamble in life. Uh, I'd probably say that was probably one of the hardest things, the hard, one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make to, to make that jump. Um, I've been wanting to do it for a while, and I finally just said, now's the time. If I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Um, but that's, you know, it's been a struggle because I've, you know, when you start a new company, you miss out on family events and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's not that I'm, I don't like that part of it. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. So I imagine that you don't have a lot of free time, but uh, when you do, what are the things that you like doing for fun? Uh, just like anything, taking my kids to go get some ice cream or, you know, they love going to Minchie's and uh, trying to play with them outside. You know, we just did all the Christmas decorations all together. And I try to find little stuff to do here and there um, uh, to spend as much time with them as possible. So I spend all the time I can with them in the morning and afternoon. Um, but just watching them have fun, taking them to their Girl Scouts and their little activities they do here and there, um, taking them to the store. Just uh, all that little bit of time as much as possible. So, awesome. What have been some of your favorite projects that you've done? Uh, some of my favorite projects are, I mean, obviously, the I'd probably say the automation stuff, the smart home with voice integration. You know, just there's a lot of neat stuff you can do with that. Like, I, ha I have some customers where they have smart lights in their house and I got them set on you know, they know they're going to be in their kitchen at 6.30 every morning. I have those lights automatically turn on at 6.25 a.m. every morning. Um, and they know they're out of the house by 7.30. Those lights shut off at 7.30 every morning and just like clockwork Monday through Friday. Um, but that That's probably the, the funnest part of the projects is that. Um, and I just did a whole house with 15 zones of audio so every room has speak two two pairs of speakers in them and they can walk through the house and say play this playlist in this room and it'll automatically turn on they don't have to go turn the dial volume knob they don't have to access their phone anything like that um you know a lot of customers like the simple solution with one remote where all they got to do is pick up a remote hit watch netflix everything turns on automatically for them netflix pops right on up so it's really fun to see like the customers when they get, when they get that stuff in their hand too. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're excited about the technology, but that's probably one of my biggest fun projects. It's still ongoing as they remodel, they still keep adding stuff every day. So. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, are there like fail safes overrides? Like what happens if the internet goes out, you know, and, how does it all still work? Is it run on cellular? What what are, what are you doing for folks to kind of keep them in business? Because obviously you may not watch Netflix when the internet's out, but you would want to have your lights on in your kitchen and that kind of stuff. Well, so the good thing is the lights still work. They still work as just a push button light. So okay. you, the automation part's just an added feature. So if you still wanted to go turn your light off manually, you can still do that. Um, unfortunately, a lot of this stuff is internet based now. Um, what I normally recommend if we're doing a very big smart home project is having a primary internet and then a secondary internet as a backup. Like we use like 
uh, if they have AT&T and Comcast in the area, we'll use AT&T or one of those guys at the primary and the, the other one as a backup. If they don't have that, then we'll use like T-Mobile. You know, they have that little, uh, I think it's like $50 a month and we use that as a backup internet. So if Comcast, AT&T goes out as the primary after about one minute, it realizes that and it kicks on and lets know that to go over to the secondary internet. And then once the primary internet comes back up, it'll just kind of switch right back on over. Um, that is the downfall with this technology, though, is that it is very internet based. Um, but you can still go. The good thing is, if your internet's out, nothing else is probably working in your house either. Just like <laughs> everything else, everything works off the internet now. Everybody's streaming. Nobody, really, everybody has a cable or direct TV boxes in their house now. So um, having that fail safe with a secondary internet, I recommend that for small businesses and, uh, I mean, anybody that has the ability to do that. Obviously, not everybody has the ability to have two internets in their house, but um, it's good for the people that can. I think one concern a lot of parents have, you know, is about about technology is kind of protecting their kids and, you know, what they're able to see. Um, is that something that you take care of? Would you go into somebody's home and help to kind of child proof things and make them safe for queens and teens? Yes, um, we definitely can do that. Um, there's a lot of platforms that do do support that. A couple, about two or three of the brands that I use have very good infrastructure for that, um, where you can pause their internet, pause their devices, filter out what they can and can't watch. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to promise you it is not 100% perfect. Kids are really smart these days and know how to get around it sometimes. But I would say it works for about 85% of the kids out there. Um, they they know uh, they don't know how to work around that kind of stuff. But it works great. It's pretty flawless. I, you know, I have a customer right now. Their kids just wouldn't get off their iPad to come come to dinner. So now all they do is hit a button that pauses his Wi-Fi on his iPad, and he can't play it. <laughs> you know, or pause. They shut off the internet to his TV, and and um, and it, they also will stop them from going to certain websites and stuff like that. Cause obviously the ads that pop up on some of those like YouTube, they're not appropriate for kids and it will block them from actually accessing those. So, but that is a, that is a big concern for a lot of people out there. A lot of parents, it's a concern for me, you know, as well, cause it's very easy to, get manipulated and go to the wrong stuff. And half the time the kids don't even know they're going to the wrong stuff. Unfortunately, they just click on, they just click a button that takes them there. Got it. So where can folks find you? Can you share your contact info website, that kind of stuff? Yes. So um, our website is uh, shadetreeav.com. You can find us on Facebook as well. Um, Next door. And also, uh, you can always call us at 404-236-9808. And also on our website, there is a link to send us an email um, if, if that's a better way to communicate for you. Um, so we have a handful of different ways to communicate awesome. with us. So you can text that number as well. Um, I'm typically always answering my phone. So if I don't, I will definitely get back to you. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Corey. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Milton and More. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpmilton.com. That's gnpmilton.com. Or call 470-664-4930.